The Bible Study Podcast, episode 533. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Judah and Israel with 2 Samuel 13. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. A little background before we get into a very sordid story here in 2 Samuel 13. Remember, first of all, that David was promised last week when he was confronted with the guilt of his sin of adultery with Bathsheba and then also of murdering her husband, that there would be consequences besides just that that child died, that things would happen to him, that What he did in private would be done to him in public. So that's partially where we're going just immediately. But also remember that David has multiple different wives. I think there was at least six wives before Bathsheba, so I think seven total if I am remembering correctly. And he has a lot of children who, of course, then have half-siblings. Now, the other thing you need to know is that in the law, having sexual relations with a sibling or a half-sibling would be sin. And so that's the context here of this story of Amnon and Tamar. In the course of time, Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Amnon became so obsessed with his sister Tamar that he made himself ill. She was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. Now, Amnon had an advisor named Jonadab, son of Shimea, David's brother, Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He asked Amnon, Why do you, the king's son, look so haggard morning after morning? Won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I am in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Go to bed and pretend to be ill, Jonadab said. When your father comes to see you, say to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so that I may watch her and then eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and make some special bread in my sight so I may eat it from her hand. David sent word to Tamar at the palace, go to the house of your brother Amnon and prepare some food for him. So Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon, who was lying down. She took some dough, kneaded it, made the bread in his sight and baked it. Then she took the pan and served him the bread, but he refused to eat. Send everyone out of here, Amnon said. So everyone left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food here into my bedroom so that I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the bread he had prepared and brought it to her brother Amnon in his bedroom. But when she took it to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, Come to bed with me, my sister. No, my brother, he said to him. Don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where could I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. But he refused to listen to her, and since he was stronger than she, he raped her. Then Amnon hated her with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. Amnon said to her, Get up and go out. No, she said to him, Sending me away would be a greater wrong than what you had already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. He called his personal servants and said, Get this woman out of my sight and bolt the door after her. So her servant put her out and bolted the door after her. She was wearing an ornate robe, for this was the kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the ornate robe she was wearing. She put her hands on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. 
Her brother Absalom said to her, Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. When David heard of this, he was furious, and Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister Tamar. We need to say something here. When it says that he loved her, it meant that he had desire for her. Clearly what he is feeling based on his actions are not love, right? He takes her, he he rapes her, and then he immediately is disgusted with her. This is something else. So it wasn't love that he had for her. It was fixation. And this is a terrible story. And where it ends here in this part is... Tamar has been raped and is desolate. Amnon seems to have gotten away with it. David is furious, but nothing has happened. And Absalom is mad and he's going to do something about it. Two years later, when Absalom's sheep shears were at Baal Hazor, near the border of Ephraim, he invited all the king's son to come there. Absalom went to the king and said, Your servant has had shearers come. Will the king and his attendants please join me? No, my son, the king replied. All of us should not go. We would only be a burden to you. Although Absalom urged him, he still refused to go, but gave him his blessing. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon come with me. The king asked him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he sent him with Amnon and the rest of the king's sons. Absalom ordered his men, Listen, when Amnon is in high spirits from drinking wine, and I say to you, Strike Amnon down, then kill him. Don't be afraid. Haven't I given you this order? Be strong and brave. So Absalom's men did to Abnon what Absalom had ordered. Then all the king's sons got up, mounted their mules, and fled. While they were on their way, the report came to David, Absalom has struck down all the king's sons, not one of them is left. The king stood up, tore his clothes, and lay down on the ground, and all his attendants stood by with their clothes torn. But Jonadab, son of Shimea, David's brother, said, The Lord should not think that they killed all the princes. Only Amnon is dead. This has been Absalom's express intention ever since the day Amnon raped his sister Tamar. My lord the king should not be concerned about the report that all the king's sons are dead. Only Amnon is dead. Meanwhile, Absalom had fled. Now the man standing watch looked up and saw many people on the road west of him coming down the side of the hill. The watchman went and told the king, I see men in the direction of Horonaim on the side of the hill. Jonadab said to the king, See, the king's sons have come. It has happened just as your servant said. As he finished speaking, the king's sons came in wailing loudly. The king too and all his attendants wept very bitterly. Absalom fled and went to Talmai, son of Amihud, the king of Jeshur. But King David mourned many days for his son. After Absalom fled and went to Geshur, he stayed there three years, and King David longed to go to Absalom, for he was consoled concerning Amnon's death. So this is the start of a dark period in David's life. And it doesn't get better from here, just so you know. A little spoiler here. And part of the problem that we get with this is David is complicit. David doesn't do anything about the rape in that first section. He doesn't do anything 
to even discipline his son, to punish his son, Amnon, who has done something terrible. And because he doesn't, he leaves the gate open for Absalom, who is the full brother of Tamar, to do something drastic, to kill his brother, to kill his half-brother. It's hard to feel sorry for Amnon after the terrible thing he did. But then David doesn't do anything about Absalom either. David is the king and has some responsibility to enforce justice of some kind. And part of the problem, part of the dark place we're going to comes back to not just what David did last chapter or two chapters ago, but what he fails to do this chapter. And of course, it doesn't help that he had seven wives and all these kids, but Given that, given that he has chosen that responsibility, as king, he fails to be someone who supports justice. And that's part of the role of a leader. It's part of the role of a king is to support justice, to measure out the law no matter who it is who is responsible. And failure to do so is going to lead to other problems. So we'll stay tuned and see what happens with David's. But it should give us pause because when we elect leaders, when we have leaders appointed, whenever there are leaders, this is one of their responsibilities. And from a biblical point of view, it is a God-given responsibility and should not be lightly set aside. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.